You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome into a Thursday edition of Spits and Suds. Why am I in a good mood? Because Craig Ludwig is joining us on this edition of Spits and Suds. On 105.3 The Fan, he's your two-time Stanley Cup champion, obviously won with your Dallas Stars, and currently stuck in traffic, but he pulled over to the side of the road because he loves you. Right, Craig? <laughs> not me. I said, I, said, I said the people out there, not me. That's why I said yes. If I had heard the word you in there, I would, I would have disagreed. <laughs> and I'm not sitting in traffic. I'm, I'm sitting out in Wiley, out in the woods somewhere, with a detour, because they have this little one-horse road into downtown. Is uh, kind of got you going in a detour route while I was touring the countryside out here. And so anyways, I am kind of sitting in the woods, but I'm sitting on a little dirt road. Love so, it. Love it. Well, but it's um, a good view. Yeah, nice. So I, I guess the best way to sum up last night is taking care of business. Um, it was just a business as usual. I love the mood of this team right now. I just feel like they're coming in and say we have a job to do, and we still have a chance to beat Colorado, so we're going to keep and continue playing our game. Um, I just, you know, I love the way this team's playing, and I just wanted to see, do you feel the same way right now? Oh, of course. I, I think that they're, the good news is is that I think that they're gaining confidence at the right time of the year. They're playing the right way. And, and I would have to assume I'm hoping that there's conversations going on with the opponent because that team last night, um, number one, does not look like a Doug Armstrong team, but they look like a team that knew that they were, what, 24, 36 hours away from being on vacation for the next four months. Um, there wasn't a ton of compete in the Blues, especially around their net. There were some couple easy goals, but regardless, that doesn't matter because they don't. Re- they're not relevant right now. And I think for Dallas, um, you know, they, they and there's motivation yet. Uh, you know, I mean, still you don't know what's going to happen with Colorado, and so you don't really know if you're going to play Minnesota, are you going to play Seattle, which in a way doesn't matter. Um, I think that, but, but again, you, you like all the, the parts, all the parts of the, of the stars game right now. I was thinking, uh, last night, you know, you, you talk about top five players in the NHL and, and I kind of break it down to, I look at top five teams that have ingredients for the playoffs. Dallas has a goaltender who is a top five goaltender, but they have goaltending. Uh, Miro Haskins' light switch came on at some point early in this year, and he is the guy that is everything that we've heard about. Um, You know, he's at, like, what, 60-some assists or something like that now. 
So you've got it, and I believe he's a top five defenseman um, in the NHL. And I think the guy that's going to win the Norris is not a top five defenseman. I agree. I think he's an offensive guy, but that's the voters are going to probably they probably got his name etched in on the Norris Trophy. But and then I look at uh, you have a top five offensive weapon, and they do, and, and Robertson, and I, I even go further than that. They've got one of the top two or three lines in the league. Yep. So everything is there for Dallas. Now it just it, it's playoff time, though. That's that's the only thing is it's playoff time. But I do think that the other the other component of this is Jamie Benn and Tyler Sagan. I, I think that they they are motivated, especially Jamie. Um, and uh, that doesn't mean anything that Tyler's not. But I think that both of these guys at times in the last few years from, I don't know, media-wise, I'm assuming, have been beat up only because of and they're not living up to numbers and all this other kind of stuff. And I think that right now that, that has all been put to bed and these two guys can go in with a and – I, and I say clear conscience, and I don't mean that I, – I don't believe that it was ever affecting them. I think it was just strictly injuries for both of them that they have had to work their way through, and now they're excited about the group of players that they're they're surrounded by. And so there's a lot of things pointing in the right direction for this team at the right time of the year. Two more goals for Wyatt Johnston last night, and it'll be tough to beat Matty Berniers uh, for Rookie of the Year. Um, however, he'll be in the mix. Um, Berniers has the point lead, but to get to 40 points at 19 years old, uh, quite amazing, Craig. Yeah, and, and, it, and it's how he goes about his business, too. I, I just, there's so much of this is Joe Pavelski, and, and, and I don't, I, I'm not taking anything away from Wyatt, but I just see Joe's fingerprints all over this kid. And, you know, and it was such a smart move on Jim Nill's part and management and coaching staff to, <clears throat> to say, hey, what do you think about living with this guy? And, you just watch him go about his business. I mean, he scores goals, and he just, yeah, okay, well, let's go take the face off. You know, there's no dancing, and there's, it's 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 a very business-like approach for all of these guys. And I think for a 19-year-old kid, um, you're, you're going to, the, the benefits of living with Joe Pavelski and being under his roof and him being a mentor to him, and I'm sure if you ask Joe about it, which at some point I will, um, I'm sure Joe's just going to downplay and say, no, this is all the kid. But it, you, you may not have to say a ton to the kid. I don't know him personally. But he he is just absorbing and soaking in all of the things that, that Joe Pavelski does and how he goes about his, his family life and dinners and preparation on the ice and off the ice. And, and the most important thing, I think, for a player, a young player especially, to have a long, good uh, to above good, I, I think he's going to have better than a good than a career. It's about how you're groomed. It's about how you come into the league and, and all the details and things that, that are put into you and instilled in you as a young kid, which he is. And, and he's going to be, you know, you, you can look and you can say, man, they've got, a, they've got a good core with this team. And talk about passing the torch. You know, when, whenever Jamie and Tyler are done and Joe is done, it's getting moved to Hinson and, and uh, – to, to Robo 
and then it's going to get moved, you know, to, and Haskinen's in that pile, and then it's going to get moved to Wyatt and whatever else is coming along the line. So um, we said it a few weeks ago, and um, there's there's a lot of credit that should be given to the general manager, Jim Neal, of this team. Yeah, I think so too, Craig. And, you know, I mean, prospects, you don't know if they're going to pan out, but then you're right. Here comes Stankoven. Maverick Bork is having a terrific second half of the season in Texas, and I'm excited to see his Calder Cup run. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, and just like Pavelski, I was talking to Sean the other day, Craig, and Curtis McKenzie's kind of taken Bork under his wing and said, this is how you do it. And, you know, this is this is what NHLers do. And, you know, Sean brought something up that I wanted to ask you about is he was talking with Thomas Harley uh, the other day, and Harley said to him that the biggest thing he learned in Texas and coming back up was that 1% in that – you know, that's when you can score goals and that's when you can have goals scored on you is that letdown, that 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 small mistake and or finding, you know, that empty pass that you can make that can free someone up because, you know, they're not watching. So as a former defenseman, do you believe in that philosophy that it's that thin of a line, that one percent? Absolutely. I, I, you know, I was really, really, really fortunate and, and lucky. I, not even fortunate, lucky. I, I never played in the minors. So I came out of North Dakota and, you know, and I, did, I was in the right, right place, right team, right coaches at the right time in, in Montreal. And so, so I can't really speak of the difference be, become, uh, coming from, a, from an American League team or right from junior, um, you know, those steps. And I think, but, but I will say that there is a fine line. And, and that's why when you talk about players that are playing in the system right now and, you know, how good they are, I, I don't – I personally don't jump up and down about it because I've, I've heard and I've seen a lot about those players, and I'm not talking about the ones you're mentioning, just those, the younger players as they make that step. And when they get to the NHL, things are just a little bit faster. Players are a little bit stronger. 
uh, it's the details of the game. It's all the little things we try to talk about with young players about time and score and, and you know, and, and you play certain situations certain ways. And, and the only way to, to get it down is to continue to play. And when you talk about defensemen and, and Harley, and you know, there's, there's things that I've seen, in my opinion, I mean, they, they, this was a test for, for Harley coming in here, you know, because there was some, you know, the tap dancing with a couple couple defensemen going in and out of the and up in the last few months yep. and who can do it. And this was, it, this was all by design for playoffs. Everything that they've done so far is to say, okay, here's a big kid. He, he can he can play and he can handle things down low and in front of the net, but, but there there are going to be some reasons. There was one the other night and <clears throat> you know it was it wasn't last night's game. It was uh, no, it wasn't. It was a game before where you know there was a he, he left he left to to go to a player on the wall a little too soon. Next thing you know, you know it's a semi breakaway and it's a goal. Yep. And those are the kind of little details in the game that you can live with in within the eighty two games. But when you start game 83, those are the ones that you can't. And that's why I like what they've done. And they made a decision, I think, and again, I have no inside information, but I think they made a decision and said, listen, this is going to be our number six slash seven, whatever he's going to be going into, whatever he's going to be going into the plan. We're going to give him some time to get, you know, get some of these things in place. Not like having a, a season. It's not like having a couple hundred games, but this is what we're looking at. And so let's run with him. And I think they have. And, and he's a confident player. I think you can see he's a confident player. He's a confident player. He skates well. Um, so, uh, but again, they've got, they've got a good group. I mean, there, there's just, it's hard to find and you can any holes and I'm talking playoff holes, not regular season holes. You can find little holes in the game. And I will keep on going back to that guy between the pipes. And I just think that, and, and I think Otter right about now is, is thinking about his last playoff performance. And we know how good he was versus Calgary last year. And it, it's a lot to live up to. And, and so, but I don't think he's the kind of guy that's going to worry about living up to what he did last year in the playoffs. I just think that, his demeanor, the way he seems to approach a game and within a game, is there's a there's a ton of focus there from him, and, and so I, I think that you're probably going to see that same performance. And if you do, um, what generally I think what happens is you know everybody knows you got to shut down the top top lines on the opponent. So if that happens, and but nobody else has been able really to shut that top line of Dallas down this year, but yeah. playoffs are different. And and you know you you play you play seven games, uh, and they're every other day for 14 days, and that's by design. And what you try to do is you try to push the top players out of the, out of the game, push them out of the series. So, you know that'll that'll be the interesting thing for me because those are the guys that you're expected to. And if they get tightened up on, who is that that's going to step up? Who's going to be the line? Because it won't be one player; it'll be a line. And, you know, right now it, it seems like, you know, it could be Jamie's line. It could be wherever Tyler's going to be. So um, it, it's something to look forward to, I think, for Dallas Stars fans. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, exciting to be a Dallas Stars fan right now. Nitpicking because they're playing so well. I wanted to get your thoughts about is it too early to put Harley on that second power play unit at the point or maybe a Colin Miller? I just, you know, I've watched throughout the season. I just don't look at Suter you know, as that point man on the second power play unit? 
where did their power play? Let, let's pretend the eighty game eighty two is played. Are they in the top five power yes. play percentages? Yeah, here? absolutely. Yes. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Okay. No, that's that's why I'm asking. That's a, that's a fair that, that's a fair assessment. I just want a threat from the point. Maybe it's next year. Yeah, and again, like <clears throat> you're talking about Ryan, and you replace Ryan with somebody else. Just remember that there's something to having played over a thousand, twelve hundred games. Yeah, especially at this time of the year, there's going to be situations. And and let's just say, for instance, something whoever you decide if you if you take what if you take Suter out of there. Let's just say Suter has a little bobble, and, and, it, and it ends up being because of it, and it's a shorthanded goal. And how is he going to handle that versus Lundqvist, Harley, whoever? You know, do they get rattled? And, and Ryan Suter won't get rattled. I mean, he's, he plays, he's been playing under the microscope for a long time. He's been playing with a huge contract for a long time. There's a lot of pressure that comes with that. And when you talk to Ryan Suter, I mean – He's a level. He's a level, level guy. Um, yeah, maybe he's not the same guy he was in his twenties, but then very few players are. I just think that it's the playoff time, and and if you are going to make those kind of adjustments that you're talking about, maybe you should have done it and, and tinkered with it ten games ago. But I, I don't think you just throw. Now, if 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 it you know there's there's always different circumstances, but if something happens and it's mistake after mistake and and you know then yes, you got to make it you got to make a change or, you know, and again, I, I don't question any moves at this time of the year, especially what Pete DeBoer and his staff have done with this team. I, my right now is in, in God in Pete DeBoer. You trust. That's yeah. What I think. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I, I agree. I, I don't, I don't, I, and I, I'm not going to, Hey, I'm not going to switch Pete DeBoer's name out for Gavin Spittle. So I'll just go with my Pete DeBoer. I mean, that's your decision. I, I think I'm, I think I could do pretty well behind the bench, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, you yeah, you could definitely hand out towels. Really, you could get a towel there pretty quick. Oh, you'd be that's... no, you'd be no interference for the coaching staff because they wouldn't even know you're there. They're, they'd be like, "What was that little thing that scurrying <laughs> through there?" It's like a cat running through the backyard. What was that? Yeah. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, so one, one thing will be a big Winnipeg fan tonight or a Nashville fan tomorrow as they both play the Avalanche, hoping that the Stars can win tonight and take that Central Division. But chances are that the Minnesota Wild could be the likely first-round candidate. So I was wondering, from your perspective, I'm guessing the game plan for a wild stars series from a wild perspective would be throw the stars off their game through physicality. Would that be the case? Yeah, you. If, if you got the chance to watch any of the Winnipeg, Minnesota game, you yeah. will know exactly what Dean Evanson and Billy Garen what their mo was. And, and I and I even it was funny. Like uh, what was it? A game or two ago, 
uh, when Minnesota played, uh, they won. I think it might have been the Chicago game. But they 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 sat five guys. They they like they had five guys or four guys that didn't play in that game, and they were still chasing the number two spot, right? And yep. so you were you would start at home, and I, I and they won the game anyways. <clears throat> but I, I I was curious about that, and I'm like, well, why are you? It's almost. And I thought, Billy Billy and Dino they've been around forever, and when you're when you're a visitor. All you have to do is win one game and you have home ice advantage. If they come into Dallas, and maybe that's what they believe, maybe they believe that they're, kind of, they're the kind of team, they're built that kind of a team. I told you a long time ago the way that Billy Guerin is building his team, and he's building it for the playoffs. And, you know, he's got Kaprizov back, um, and they were scoring a ton of goals when that kid was out of the lineup, so that's a positive for him. Um, they're playing a phys- physical game. I mean, you know, Reeves is Reeves isn't going to be the guys like Ryan Reeves and Ryan Reeves is is a spot going into that game the other night. I think in the whole time that he's been as a Minnesota Wild, he's taken one minor penalty. Yeah, so he's not, he doesn't he's take not many penalties. A dumb player. No, you know, and he he knows what his role is, <clears throat> and so and he knows who that there's the pretenders, and he he's been around for a long time. He's not going to get sucked in. So I don't think you have a fear of playing that guy in the playoffs, where I think sometimes in the past they're like, oh, man, we got to be careful here. You know, he's, he's got a loose screw, and we don't need to be taking a bad penalty in the playoffs. It can always cost you a game, and which leads to a series. But I just wonder if their mentality is that we built a team, and we can, we're confident whether we're playing on the road or we're playing at home. Everybody knows when you start, on the, when you start at home, there's some pressure to win both games because you don't want to lose that that home ice advantage. And is there a thought? You know what? We think we can we can get a game out of Dallas, and we can come back to Minnesota one to one. I don't know. I was just curious about that move, and I'm old knowledge of what Minnesota's doing, but they are a team that is going to play that kind of style. And now what it becomes it comes down to, and and you know Dallas isn't going to be a team that I think is going to. You don't want Jamie Ben going to the penalty box with certain right. guys. Uh, Jamie, Jamie's too, but I think he's a veteran guy now, and he's too smart for that. Jamie will know. If he has to, you know, if he's going to take go off the ice with one of those players, well, okay, that's fine. That, that's an even swap. But he's not going off with a third liner, a fourth liner. You know, Hartman, I, I mean, Hartman might try to get under his skin. Um, and, but Jamie's a smart player. Jamie will know the time, the, the where and whens. And, and I think Jamie will even take a punch, I, I, you know, if he had to, to put himself on the power play. But besides Jamie, you know, who, who are they going to target besides your top guys, right? I mean, the, the, the MO, you can already see what's going to happen. I mean, they're, they're going to put, they're gonna put you know, three guys that, that can go out and face the, the, the hens line because they know that, hey, that, that's how we're going to beat this team. We've got to shut these guys down. That's what we've got to do. We can't just let, we can't put them on the power play. So, I mean, you're Dean Evanson. Your number one thing is you're not, you know, you know the other night against Winnipeg, you know, it's a five on or six on three, I think it was, or something like that, and he put Rees on the ice. Well, that started a big, you know, thing around the yeah. hockey world. Like, and there was only, what, a minute left or less than a minute. But, but that was sending a message. You know, it was sending a message to Winnipeg and to Bones for, for whatever reason. Um, but I, I wouldn't expect that kind of stuff to go on in the playoffs. Okay, and a couple other 
NHL things before we say goodbye and let you be on your way and get stuck in traffic again. Um, yeah, I wanted to give you kudos when the Bo Horvat trade happened, went to the Islanders. Um, you were talking about the impact um, and the Islanders clinch a playoff spot last night. So kudos to them. Nashville does not clinch a playoff spot for the first time in a long time. And the Pittsburgh Penguins playoff consecutive streak is over. So some new fresh teams in the playoffs this year. Yeah, the Islanders are going to be a tough out. You know, I, I don't know if they're going to get out of the first round, but but they're going to be a tough out only because they've got a good goaltender and they've got a system where they're hard to play against. And, and they can, you know, they try to limit you. And they, the way that they play, they typically don't give up, you know, three goals in a game, which is playoff hockey. And, again, this time of the year, and you come in all year long, and that's we played that way for a long time. <clears throat> you know, it's very similar to what we were like in Dallas and in Montreal. And we play, they play the same kind of game. They don't have to adjust their game for the playoffs. They're a stingy team. So, you know, I, I don't I, – I can't see them getting past, you know, whoever they're going to, you know, the first round. But you don't know. You know, it, it, it'll, it'll be tough um, for them. But they're a hard team to play against. Nashville – Nashville, they were, you know, they were taking a, a knife to a gunfight. You know, they had their top five guys out of the lineup. They had something like $34 million out of their lineup yeah. from the start of the year. So, you know, they didn't. But Saros was the difference. I mean, they had a goaltender that was standing on his head, and, and they had life right to the end. Um, you know, so I mean, there's a couple other teams. Buffalo was knocking on the door. You know, there, there's some other teams there. But, um, you know, and again, you, you just look at it and um, – the teams that were supposed to win, I think, then. As far as Pittsburgh goes, I think that was, what, 16, 17 years or something yeah. like that that they've been in the playoffs. So that thing is over with. They've, they've got some holes, and Hextall is the general manager. He's taken a beating for not doing enough, you know, trade deadline and things like that. So um, it's funny, though. You know, they went out and they locked in Malkin, and they gave Latang a big one. So, you know, they're... But the, I think the, I think the philosophy of Brian Burke and, and Ron Hextall, management wise, there is like, listen, we still believe that we have three of the best players to ever play this game. They're not in their twenties, but we're going to have because they're they're not going to tear that team apart. I, I think they're going to find a way to add to that team and say that those three players. We we know Crosby's got enough in the tank. Um, Latang and, and and Malkin have gone through their little things, but when they're on top of their game, they're still really good players, and so. Uh, there was a reason that they they signed those three-year deals with us because they feel that they have the life of them. So um, I would expect those guys to you know to try and you know to try and you know they're not tearing that team down. They're going to try to add what they can in the off season to to give them a chance to get back in the playoffs. Well, hopefully, when the Stars host the playoff series, you'll be in the barn, happy to buy you a frosty. Uh, yeah, I, do. I, I I saw uh, I saw an email from our. Our alumni director Bob Basson asked if uh, if any of us wanted or needed a couple tickets for Game One or Game Two. Nice. Um, so we will. Uh, I don't know if I'll go. I, I kind of like. I just have a hard time when I go to that damn suite. There's a lot of talking going on. There, there seems to be some Miller Light up in there. Next thing you know, I'm driving home and I'm like, "Well, what the hell happened tonight?" Like. Who scored that third goal again? Then I gotta go back and watch the game again. I like watching, you know, where I can just kind of sit and watch the game. Bob Basson, my former without, teammate in the former charity game. I was plus two in that game. Just want to point it out. The tennis? 
<laughs> that was a charity hockey game. It was like, floor well, hockey. Wait, did you? Did you? Did you I was going to say I can't. That's why it didn't make sense <laughs> to me. I, I can't even fathom you with skates on. <laughs> why? I'm a scrappy Unless individual. Was, well, because I, I guess I can. I can see you with a pair of skates on. It would be those rentals, those figure skates, the white ones <laughs> that they have at the, the rental counter. <laughs> hopefully, the hopefully black ones, right? Not white ones. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, the white ones. The oh, white ones are the baby blue ones. I can boo. see you wearing them. And then they've got the little tassels on there with the little white, light fuzzy balls on the uh, on the on the ends of their laces. Oh my goodness, that is uh, that's funny. All right, Beast Mode, you have a great day. Always a pleasure. It's uh, fun talking when the stars right. are playing like this. And uh, next week, playoffs. Can't wait to talk to you next week with the playoffs. Looking forward to it. All right, my man. That's Craig Ludwig, two-time Stanley Cup champion. He's a beast. Tomorrow, we'll talk with Sean Shapiro once again. Four episodes this week. Super excited to bring you guys more and more of Spits and Suds right here as the stars ramp up for playoff hockey on 105.3 The Fan.